0: today i want to take a closer look at four stocks that i believe are sitting at attractive levels after snapchat earlier this week kind of broke the advertising market and kind of dragged a lot of these stocks down so these four stocks are all hitting different markets of the advertising business in general and i believe there is a lot of huge growth potential for all of them if this is your first time here make sure to hit the thumbs up make sure to hit the subscribe button check out the pin coming for a lot of great links and my new tech channel so make sure to subscribe so let's get started I do want to thank The Motley Fool for sponsoring this video and make sure to check out fool.com slash jose to get the top 10 stocks to buy right now. right so first i want to start off with a positive note right the nasdaq i believe this is one of the first few weeks in a long time where we actually ended up green and a nice level green uh the nasdaq ended up closing about 6.5 percent up in the past five days and even though i do believe volatility is going to continue and there might be other red weeks coming up i do believe it's kind of happy to kind of just maintain that long-term mentality that there's green at the end of the tunnel especially for a lot of these great companies that we're investing in so for those not familiar what happened on may 23rd snapchat i want to say kind of broke the advertising market and the way they did that is they kind of made an sec filing where they told investors that hey we gave you guidance earlier this uh earlier the last month but now we believe due to kind of numerous macroeconomic events that we will no longer meet the low end of their quarter to 2022 guidance range and this kind of pretty much kind of triggered more many sell-offs in the advertising market a few days later though uh, trade desk came out on May 26 that hey uh, right now we're just want to let investors know that we gave you a guidance earlier in May and that guidance that we gave you is still intact and we're not really seeing any forms of changes happening in the advertising market in general so there were numerous stocks that kind of took a quick hit and obviously with the stock market up right now we've kind of seen a nice pull-up but I do believe there's still a lot of kind of advertising companies and not just in the typical advertising market there's a lot of big players in e-commerce and gaming and just your social applications as well that can do well in the long term of things all right. So the first company we're going to take a quick look at is Unity. And this is a stock from a 52 week high it's down roughly 79.5%, almost 80%. And right now sitting at a market cap of about $12.23 billion. Who would be interested in this company? At first, right now, someone who wants to get gaming exposure by buying a pick and axe, right? That toolbox mentality that it doesn't really matter who's the true winner in the gaming market, but who just that the gaming market in general is growing. Uh, for Future growth, this is a company that's expanding outside of gaming to things like robotics animations, constructions, and machine learning. I mean, here we can see right now more than 50% of the world's video games are made in Unity. All right, so here we can see how Unity is being used in AI models. Uh, For example, you can run numerous simulations in its platforms to kind of increase your artificial intelligence and your machine learnings. One of those being kind of autonomous driving, another being kind of e-commerce distribution centers, and kind of just gadgets for the smart home. All right, so next I want to kind of explain how Unity makes money. So it has two different solutions or two main solutions first is the creative solutions and this is pretty much a subscription for their software the second is operate solutions that are needed post-game creations so here let's say you have created a game or something you want to start advertising you kind of jump into that operate solution if we take a closer look creative solutions is roughly about 116 million and their operate solution is about 184 million and in their most recent earnings they grew about 36 percent compared to same time last year at the moment customers are mainly in gaming but as we kind of see they do provide solutions for all industries for example architectures could kind of develop that 3d model of whatever they're building the automotive market is using them a lot for numerous things like we mentioned autonomous driving simulations uh, and then kind of just the designing of products and film and animation is another big place just in general a lot of companies are also using unity for digital twins which kind of allow the simulation of a real life product in a digital world where they can test out a lot of logistics and numerous other things my financial thoughts if we take a quick look at some of those metrics first we can see this company has plenty of cash and short-term investments at the moment unfortunately they have made a few acquisitions that hey they do have a nice amount of long-term debt at the moment but they are positive in cash flow from operations if we take a closer look at trailing 12 months. We can also see this is a company that has been growing its revenue at strong levels. Most recently it grew about 36% and historically the past few quarters it has been over 30%. We're going to talk a little bit about the risk in the upcoming quarters, um, but right now we can see this is still a high growth machine with very high gross profit margins. There are two major risks that I believe come with Unity at the moment. First, this is a highly volatile stock. Some people might not consider that a risk. The second thing is during their most recent earnings, they kind of gave a little bit of uh, information that, hey, they are seeing some issues with some of their tools at the moment that they're fixing but it has caused some form of revenue growth slowdown. So normally they were expecting over 30% year-over-year growth for the year of 2022, but due to the challenges with monetization products, now they expect somewhere between 22 to 28%. So we can see they have definitely kind of slowed down their revenue, but it's still growing at impressive levels. All right, so the second company I want to take a closer look at is Roku. And Roku, very similar, we can see from its 52-week high, the stock is down roughly 80%, with a market cap of 13.12 billion dollars we're going to see most of the stocks i enjoy ones kind of sitting below that 100 billion dollar valuation that i believe have huge potential of growth going in the future but we're going to see a lot of them are highly volatile So who would be interested in this company? First, right now, someone who wants to get streaming exposure and again, that kind of toolbox or pick and axe mentality. Uh, For future, someone who believes there's still much growth for streaming content and also the advertisement solution that Roku provides. So for those not familiar with Roku, how does it make money? First, it's its platform revenue. It owns some kind of operating system that it has created and a lot of big streaming giants use this for advertisement and analytics. They also sell numerous hardwares for the streaming market here we can see they have like steam bars they have their dongles players audios and tvs and here we can take a quick look at their most recent earnings for example revenue this year and platform was 646 million dollars up 39 percent, and that's their biggest revenue source their player revenue which is hardware is about 86 million dollars and that was down 19 percent due to a lot of kind of supply constraints happening in the market right now the great thing about kind of roku is that again this is a company that it doesn't matter who wins the streaming war. Roku is one that can kind of win with anybody. Uh, we can see active accounts have grown 14% to $61.3 million. Streaming hours have also grown 14% to 20.9 billion hours. And the average revenue per user has also increased to about $42.91, up 34% year over year. Here we can see a great example of how Disney Plus is using kind of Roku's advertising platform to kind of really promote their turning red, uh, which is a, a movie that came out on Disney Plus, And this is kind of helping, helping leverage uh, users of Roku onto the streaming platform of Disney disney plus so customers are in two ways first in the hardware market this is mainly consumer based but in the advertisement it's normally these street high streaming businesses like i just mentioned with disney plus i do want to say right what is very important for roku is to maintain those users the users at the end of the day are the products for the kind of advertisement that they do so now if we take a quick look at some other financial thoughts list we can see right now roku has plenty of cash and short-term investments about 2.2 billion they have about trailing 12 months of cash flow from operations of about 234 million and total long-term debt is roughly 88 million dollars so in my opinion roku fundamentally financially is stable to kind of last numerous numerous years if we take a quick look at revenue growth this company very strong growth last year obviously last year was uh, impacted a lot due to a lot of people watching uh, streaming content due to being locked down but even after those high comparable quarters this company most recently grew 27.8 percent and we can see gross margins of roughly 50 percent at the moment Alright, if we take a quick look at risk, first I do want to say this is a stock that's very highly volatile as well. So if you're not able to kind of stomach those price increases and decreases, not a stock for you. Macroeconomics at the same time is not suited for the ad based businesses at the moment. Normally, when we start to see companies lose margins and stuff due to increase of cost, they start to decrease their advertising expense. So I believe maybe in the short term of things, the advertising market is not the best. But in the long term of things, I do believe uh this, this is a company that. That will continue to do well they did give an outlook that even though with macroeconomics they do believe their company can still grow revenue by about 25 percent year over year the upcoming quarter all right so the next stock we're going to take a closer look at is meta platforms and from its 52 week high the stock is down roughly 49 percent at the moment with the market cap of 528 billion dollars So who would be interested in this company? First, I want to say someone right now who wants to get advertisement exposure and belief eyes are on Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp. And we're going to take a look at numbers. It does seem that's where the people still are at. For the future, future, someone who believes their investment in things like augmented reality and virtual reality and artificial intelligence will be a good move. So how does it make money? Right now, the main way is advertisement. Numerous platforms like we talked about before. The second way is their reality labs which is their VR AR content and here we can also take a closer look at some of their virtual reality solutions like their virtual reality their augmented reality and whatever they're working for in the future if we take a closer look at numbers uh advertisement which is pretty much the bulk of this company's total revenue then you have their kind of others which are their hardware and some other solutions so we can see advertising mainly based and right now most of the revenue comes from their family of apps which is their traditional kind of products at the moment we're going to talk about one of the risks later on but here just to see right now they are taking a huge loss from re-adding labs of about three billion dollars in their most recent earnings they do mention that family monthly active people are up about six percent so six percent more people are using their platform compared to same time last year and same time last year again covid lockdown so it's pretty impressive to still see growth uh family daily active people are also up about six percent their customers are mainly advertisers but the platforms need to maintain users to make sure they have plenty of advertisers so financial dodge if we take a closer look at financials meta platforms right now has about 59 billion dollars in trailing 12 months of cash flow from operations so even though they're burning about two billion dollars a quarter in reality labs or more this company has plenty of cash to kind of uh, kind of burn a little Um, their short-term investments is about 44 billion dollars and at the moment they have no debt if we take a closer look gross margins are about 79 percent at the moment and we can see unfortunately the company is not growing as fast it only grew about six percent in the most recent quarters and this is one that fluctuates a lot forms of risk i do believe the first thing is their huge investments on new tech next this is one that continues to get very very heavily hit by regulations and government so something to keep in mind of the final thing is like i mentioned macroeconomics might not be the best suited at the moment for an ad-based business one thing i forgot to mention is they did give guidance for the upcoming quarter and unfortunately this guidance represents very very low growth if any uh, compared to same time last year due to numerous macroeconomics at the moment some other kind of risks that i probably didn't mention are the competition from things like tiktok at the moment and the kind of changes that apple has made with the kind of tracking of devices but that is why i believe the big move in tech investments is going to help things like that the final company we're going to take a closer look at is shopify this is right now from its 52 week high is down roughly 78 again very very high hit right now who would be interested in shopify first someone who wants to get e-commerce exposure again by buying that pick and next this is a company that is pretty much a toolbox mentality in the future of someone who believes that there is much growth for the e-commerce market so how does it make money first i do want to say the subscription solutions they do have a monthly subscription fee if you want to use their platforms the second and some of the tools do have fees and some of that fees is depending on how much revenue you're making. So if you go to the website, Shopify is the platform commerce is built on and they kind of explain of how they're doing. For example, they help you sell everywhere with numerous kind of solutions like online store, point of sales, buy button, sales channels. They also help with things like advertising by helping you get an audience, do campaigns, get insights, analytics, and kind of create relations with your customers. They also have numerous ways to manage or growing your business from things like orders management, finance, management mobile in the insights analytics kind of doing things like inventory management uh, allowing you to kind of take credit cards and all those tools kind of take a fee from the user so if we take a quick look their most recent quarter was up 22 percent year over year about 1.2 billion dollars most of the revenue comes from merchant solutions and that is those fees the others come from the subscription solutions their customers right now are pretty much all types of business being small entrepreneurs, single place even large businesses use shopify to kind of improve their overall e-commerce solutions financial thought plenty of cash roughly 7.2 billion dollars about 900 million dollars in long-term debt so plenty of Cash to be able to cover that, and they are positive in cash flow from operations. If we take a look at quarterly revenue growth, their most recent quarter only grew about 22%, but that's still high numbers. But historically, they have had higher numbers. Right now, it does seem like e-commerce is slowing down, so that's definitely one of the risk. And their gross profit margins continue to be at very impressive levels of about 53%. So risk, I do want to say, highly volatile. Very similar. Again, macroeconomics maybe not be suited for the ad business, and if it's not suited for the ad business, it might not be suited for the e-commerce business as things kind of slow down with consumer spending so those are four stocks that i think look interesting right now let me know what you think about this kind of episode breakdown take care have a good day and see you next time